Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Alright, folks, coming to you live here. It's the Brilliantly Dumb Show special episode 69. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos, getting ready to rock and roll here before we do so. By no means is this a sponsor. Get a look at the new Beats by Dre. Call him Beats by Bob here as I'm just locked in for this episode, right? I feel like I'm inside the microphone. I see myself talking. I hear myself talking. It's just a different type of vibe. Joe Rogan type shit. I'm really just dialed in right here, Grace. I really am. I feel good. Something about putting this headset on just changes everything. But without further ado, it's time we give the people what they want. What is that? That is the Brilliantly Dumb Show episode 69. Let's jump right into it. We're going to talk strip clubs. Now, for those of you saying, what, Rob, what are you doing? It's supposed to be a sports bit, the first bit. It is the sports bit. Just hang right here. We're going to let you know that ClutchSports.com reported that according to the Joe Budden podcast, James Harden spent $1 million in a Houston strip club in one night, and they quote, James has his jersey hanging from the top of the ceiling. They were doing that because they said James has been going in there spending a lot of money. You know what I mean? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what you mean, ClutchSports.com, because I've never spent $1 million at a strip club. Uh, so they gave him his own jersey hanging from the rap the rafters of the strip club. At least James has his jersey hanging from somewhere because it probably won't be hanging from Houston Rockets Stadium if he does not win a championship. I tell you, the speculation on this guy from ESPN First Take when Stephen A. Smith finds out that this guy spent a million in a strip club and can't bring them an NBA title... He's in for some a whole worry of trouble. But if I'm James Harden here, I would be very upset. I really would. If I spend $1 million at a strip club, and the only thing you could do is hang my shirt or hang my jersey up on the ceiling, I'm going to be a little bit upset. I really am. It's not right. Every single employee... Uh, that Houston strip club should be wearing his jersey night in, night out. Not James Harden night every Wednesday of the week. It should be every day of the week they should be wearing that jersey. If that man spent $1 million in a strip club. That strip club should now be called Tits and Boners brought to you by James Harden. $1 million. If he had singles and did it the right way, do you know how many singles that man was throwing on the floor? He's got no left shoulder. You're going to tell me that's not going to affect his jump shot if he's been throwing $1 that equaled up to a million dollars on the floor all night? You need a shovel. To collect all that. Usually the strippers just run wild and pick it up by their hands. You need shovels, barrels to get those dollar bills off the ground thanks to James Harden. Every single stripper should be doing the James Harden beard. They should all have a beard. If they can't grow a beard, Lord, I hope they can't. 
They should get one from the dollar store, a fake one. It should be James Harden's strip club. That's the only thing you could do is hang a jersey. When this guy just dropped a mill on a Thursday night. Tits and ass by James. Harden's tits and ass is what that strip club should be called thanks to James Harden. Now, I never understood strip clubs. I never, I get the idea of it, but when you really think about it, especially that next day, why would you go somewhere for the illusion of having sex? To get teased into having sex and not be able to get the final product. It's like saying, hey guys, after dinner, let's head on down to the strip club and get blue balls for the night. Yeah, that sounds real nice. Sounds good at the time, but the next day you think about it. Why did you do that? Maybe you didn't get blue-balled. And if you didn't, by God, so help you God moving forward. Lord only knows what type of disease you have. But I never understood the process of strip. It's, it's like going to a Michelin star restaurant. The food comes out. But you can't taste the food. You can't taste the product. You're paying Michelin star prices. They're going to put one big check for you at the end, but you never got the food. You only got the sample. It's like going bungee jumping, getting to the top of the cliff. You look down, wow, we're pretty fucking high up. Let's go back down. You never got to jump down. It's like going to a Mike Tyson title fight. You go to the fight, and all he does is bob and weave. You don't even get the finisher, the haymaker at the end that everybody goes nuts about, which is the reason why you showed up for the first place. Well, Grace, I've been wheeling and dealing so long today in the studio that I forgot I have not even ate. But that's okay. Why is that okay? Because the Brinley Dump Show is presented to you by Postmates. For a limited time, Postmates has given our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days using promo code BROBIBLE. $100 of free delivery credit with Postmates. Download that app now. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And another thing. Could you imagine that check that came to Harden at the end with everything that he spent? Do you think he maybe disputed something off the $1 million bill? I could see James Harden just being like, you know what? No, we did not order those two chicken fingers. I don't know who had them, but we did not have the You got to take that off the bill. I could see James Harden pulling something like that. But shame on this strip club for only hanging the guy's jersey up on the raft. You think by the time those guys get into the strip club, they're focused on what's going on on top of the ceiling? You really think that's what anyone cares about? I would be demanding so much more if I was that guy. And and I got to tell you, I feel pretty bad for anybody else who was in the strip club that night. Oh, my dear Lord. Oh, my God. Just sitting there with your dicks in your hands while James Harden's got the entire room over to his table. What a disaster that was. Do you think anybody else, they paid attention to anybody else? Boy, did the show. <laughs> they got to be happy to see James Harden coming in there. My goodness, folks. I mean, I, I just never heard anything like that one 
million dollars. You imagine one of these business guys that go in there constantly to see the same girl and then they pull up next to Destiny on the street at a red light and she's in a G-Wagon thanks to James Harden. She's she's just driving a fucking military tank and Doug the businessman's in his Mercedes just kind of looking up at her. Like, how's that for a come up, Destiny? What the hell? Yeah, James decided to stop by for a drink. How about James Harden? Unbelievable, but shame on them for only hanging the jersey up. I'd be pissed if I was James Harden. With that being said, Grace Ibrahim, we are moving on. Hey, Grace, what happened to coronavirus? Are we are we still doing that? Is Corona still a thing? Are 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 we still doing the whole pandemic thing? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Can somebody come out and let us know if we're going to move forward with this thing? Either way, I'm fine. Just let us know. We deserve that, right? It's like the credit card thing that I always talk about. We don't know if we're going swipe on the credit card machines or chip in. It's chip in or it's swipe. Every store is different. We don't know. Let's just pick one and move forward. We either are doing corona or we're not. What happened to Dr. Fossey? Fauci. However you pronounce it. No disrespect, Doc. But I haven't seen you in a little while. You think Dr. Fauci called into the White House and said, Hey, do you guys need me tonight? Hey, Sarah, can you check if Donald put me on the schedule? Uh, I don't see you here. Let me transfer you over to Donald. Donald, do you need me tonight? Hey, you know what you do, Doc? Take the next decade off like you did with the last decade. And we'll give you a buzz when there's a pandemic. We'll still pay you. Even Dr. Fauci doesn't know if he's working or not. He doesn't even know if we're doing corona or not. Things are changing, guys. So restaurants opened up back here in L.A., and I'm just thrilled about that. I really am. But I knew going into it when we made the reservation in the booth for four that things were going to be life as we knew it would be a little bit different in the restaurant industry. I just didn't know how different. So I call, you know, it's like everybody makes a reservation now for whatever time they need, but they always call the restaurant again. The restaurant doesn't just make one reservation. They're talking to that reservation five times because nobody knows, can we still come? Restaurants open up, then they close. So that host speaks to whatever reservation they just made five times. Talk about backing things up, but the host said to me, she said, what we're going to do is take your temperature at the door. I said, take my temperature at the door. And I just thought of like the major D going around to each table. All right, Jones family, your turn. Open up just real quick. Okay, 97.4. You're okay. On to table 49. I said, how the hell are they going to? You get to the door and they shoot out this, this handheld thermometer. And it's kind of like you don't know if they're taking out a Glock 19 or if they're taking out their temperature at this where you just don't know. They just whip it out of their pocket. I put my hands up. I said, holy shit. 
This is worse than TSA. You got to sign a waiver. So they take your temperature. If you have no fever, you go in. But before you could do that, you got to sign the waiver. So just to be obnoxious, and I, I had to ask, I said, question for you. If I don't sign the waiver, what happens? She looks at me and she goes, sir, you don't eat here. I said, okay, I'll go ahead and sign the waiver. Like, what a stupid question for me to ask. I don't blame her for being annoyed. You don't sign the waiver, you don't eat here. You go to Six Flags, you don't sign the waiver to go on the ride, you don't go on the ride. What, what, what is she going to say? Stupid question on my behalf. But we get and we sit at the table. And a friend that I was with that had been dining before because some restaurants opened, some didn't. This was my first dining experiment. He said we need to ask the server if he's okay with us wear, without wearing masks. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on, this should be the other way around. Shouldn't the server ask if we're okay with her wearing a mask or not? But the server gets to the table, and I figured it was one of the thing, those things you ask, and they're just obviously going to say, no, you don't have to wear the mask. It's like when your dish comes out and you offer, hey, you want to try this? You know they're not going to say, yeah, let me try that. Nine times out of ten, they're saying no. But you do it as a gesture anyway. And then you're cleared. You're checked off the list. Nice gesture that you knew you weren't ever going to have to act on. But Karen, the server, comes to the table. And we said, you know, Karen, you okay without us wearing our masks? She goes, you know, I, I, I would really prefer it. I'm thinking, what the fuck? What, you would really prefer? You know, she said, just when I come around. Just when you come around. So now we're into our dinner. And I got to watch out for Karen the whole time to make sure she doesn't pop up on the table. She comes out of nowhere, says, here's some bread for you guys. Scares the shit out of me. Next thing you know, the major D comes over and goes, guys, just a reminder, please put your masks on when the server's around. I said, how am I supposed to know? She popped up out of nowhere. At least after we're done with the appetizer, I know the entree's coming. I could look out for her. I didn't know you guys do bread. Karen came out of nowhere. Next thing you know, Julio the busboy. Gentlemen, would you like, fuck, is it? Julio, are you okay with or without the mask? Julio was okay with it. So you got to check with each person that comes through the table. So I don't have to look around the room for Julio, but there's another busboy. That busboy's name is Jason. Jason does prefer you to put the mask on when he's by your table. So now I got two bodies that I got to look out for. I got to look out for Karen, and I got to look out for Jason. Julio, I'm in the clear. To be quite frank, I kind of wish Julio would just be our server and our busboy at this point. Because I don't know who's green light, red light. Is the maitre d' going to come over again? How does he feel about it? What if the chef comes out and checks to make sure how we like everything and he's not a mask guy? I don't know. Nobody knows. So Karen comes back. Try at my dumbass. Another stupid thing that I did. Try asking for the specials of the night while your server's wearing not only a mask... Not only a mask, but she had um, uh, one of those. It, it looked like she was getting ready to fight a fire. It was a full-blown shield. There's a difference between a mask and a shield. Karen, the server, had a shield on as far as I'm concerned. Under the shield was an additional mask. So to be quite frank, Karen probably was best just not coming to work that day. So I said, Karen, do you mind if we hear a couple specials? 
Real good to see Bass is really good for our fifth of the day. We actually have a beautiful snapper. I said, what was the uh, the fish of the day? I said, we have a beautiful snapper seared with... But you know what, Karen? I, I don't... I, I don't even want a special. Uh, fuck it at this point. I'll just have a, a, a salad and, and a, a chicken parm. Sir, we don't have chicken parm. You don't what? We don't have chicken parm. You know what, Karen? I'll just stick with the salad. Okay? Spare me. What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? I mean, it was one of the most bizarre things I've, I've ever seen. Busboy comes to the right side of me, scares the shit out of me. Oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, that's just you, Julio. You're okay. No mass needed when Julio's around. Shouldn't we have that option and be asking the server? Wrong way around. Great dinner, but a bizarre one. Look, guys, this is the sign of things to come. We're good. It's going to be the new normal. You might have to hear your specials when someone talking like this. You, it, this mask she had on, then the shield. She looked like a firefighter. At any moment, if this place goes on flames, we're okay. Karen, the server, is here. Annie! Who? Moving on. So, uh, dinner time, Rob. What are you thinking? Al, I, I actually think I'm going to go with my fourth dish of chicken parm this week. You're a, you're a chicken parmaholic, bro. Can't stop. Yeah. And I can get it anytime I want, anytime I need it. You can. You know how? No, tell me. Using the Postmates app. Oh, I love it. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, maybe that bottle of wine turns into three bottles of wine, Alex. You could Postmates some Advil, too. They do it all over at Postmates. For a limited time only, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Bro Bible. That's code Bro Bible for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Alex, that's a lot of fucking bottles of wine. Right and there. chicken parm. And chicken parms. A little bit, a little bit of both. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. I dig it. All right, Grace. So I want to take take some time here on this next segment here of the Burnley Dumb Show. To discuss my frustration with news outlets, okay? If you don't mind, I'm going to go on a little news outlet rant here. My bosses at Bro Bible are like, oh, fuck, here we go. This could get ugly. I, I'm not going where you think I'm going, okay? I've been watching the news a lot lately with everything going on. Where I'm trying to go with this is that news outlets have ruined breaking news for us. Breaking news is no longer breaking news anymore. Have you ever noticed that when they first break the breaking news, it stays as breaking news for the next two weeks? The same. You could watch Fox, you could watch CNN, and there will be a breaking news segment, and it is breaking news throughout the day. The entire day, the entire week. Breaking news coming out of Fox News. Our very own John Ingram reports that inside sources, thanks to Fox, have confirmed that Babe Ruth 
is indeed dead. Autopsy reports show that, yes, Babe Ruth right now does not have a pulse. You know what, Fox? I never would have guessed that. Wasn't Babe Ruth like 35 years old when Woodrow Wilson was in office at the age of 1909? Is it really breaking news? CNN's at fault too. Both sides of the spectrum here. CNN reported that Obama won the re-election in 2013 as breaking news for two months straight. At what point is breaking news not breaking news anymore? Obama was having his 58th dinner in the White House and even wondered, how the hell is this breaking news? Obama was eating his pot roast with Michelle looking at CNN just going, is this really breaking news? been the same way for the past two months I've been in this house. It's like CVS. CVS is at fault too. Breaking news, we're having a sale. At what point did you walk into CVS when they weren't having a sale? Every time I go into CVS, they got these big yellow for sale, you know, discount signs on their Clearasil and their toothpaste. Every single product has that. I go up to the cash register, I go, ma'am, is there anything in the store that isn't for sale? Was there ever a time where I bought this Crest toothpaste where it wasn't 20% off? The whole store of CVS is yellow with these yellow discount notices. It's like Bob's mattress coming on a commercial to tell you that he's having a sale. I want to ask Bob, Bob, was there ever a time where your mattresses were not on sale? Did you ever just come here on this commercial on my television and say, Hi, I'm Bob Mattresses. Unfortunately, we don't have any sales going on right now, but we do have some really good mattresses at retail price. You're always on sale. There's always breaking those. And, you know, I... I I watch, you know, I've been watching so much news, especially when all the riots and the protests were going on, and I said, all right, let me see the difference that people talk about between CNN and Fox, because I usually don't watch a lot of news. And it made me realize, this is why we can never make middle ground with politics. This is why I finally saw it for the first time. Do it. When something big is happening in the world, or even when there's not, Spend an hour watching CNN and then spend an hour watching Fox. Look at the difference. You go on to Fox during the protests, they want to create this image that the protests really weren't bad and everything's peaceful. Now we head on over to Laura Shepard, reporting live from Los Angeles, California. She just gets hit in the face with a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Beautiful day here in California. Another peaceful protest if people are really getting along here. Just so great to see people coming together for a great cause. True leadership out here in the United States of America. Laura, is that a military tank behind you that just fired a grenade? Yeah, it is, John. It's just basic procedure here of the National Guard here as they fire off another... <gasps> Laura, look out, there's tear gas coming. It's fine. Little tear gas never hurt nobody. Everybody's having a good day here. Los Angeles, California. People are happy. People are smiling. Just standard procedure here from the National Guard.
Laura, if you look behind you, there's a gap being broken into with a ladder right now and hammers. And any reports on that? Yeah, well, John, uh, Gap was going out of business anyway. They said, just come on in, take a look. People are looking for some new clothes, but I do believe they are paying for the 10 pairs of jeans that they just walked out of. And then, and then you head on over to CNN. CNN wants to create this image of just pure chaos. The world's burning down. We need to get a Democrat in office or the world's going to continue to burn down. Now we head on over to Sarah Hoover for a report in L.A. from the same street that Laura Shepard is on. Yeah, thanks, Bill. It's a fucking war zone over here. There's all types of shit going on. I can't even see anything, Bill. The world is burning. Chaos. Chaos. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. It's all fucking burning, John. What the fuck is going on? By the way, please vote Joe Biden for your next presidential candidate. We're all gonna fucking die. Sarah, get out of there. Get out of there. Two totally different things going on. And for the first time, I realized, as long as CNN and Fox are around, we're never going to come into a middle ground. I totally get it. I totally get it. Seriously, it was mind-blowing to me. It, it really hit me. I said, holy shit. So finally, I just turned back to ESPN, where they are just scratching and clawing to come up with some type of story. I'm watching Bill Russell in 1964 go against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's the third time ESPN's aired it since Corona. I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that. We may never come to a middle ground with all of this. Any who? Moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, call me crazy. Maybe so, but I do believe it is indeed that time. That time for everybody's favorite segment. This time, Grace Ibrahim, we ask you kindly for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ass Bow segment. Week by week. Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, and then Tuesday after Friday. I tell you fine folks, file on in the DMs to get your questions submitted. For the Ask Bob segment, doing so was Josh Hankey. Hell of a name out of Trenton, New Jersey. Folks, some of you may say, oh, he's favoriting the, the New Jersey you know, residents. Maybe so. That is home turf for me. That's the city's, that, uh, that's the state's capital, Trenton, New Jersey. So maybe I did favor uh, Mr. Hankey here. Anywho, I favored him. may seem like a shitty question, but it's actually a great one. Bob, I was curious, what is your favorite food? The reason I like this, I'm not just going to give you that answer, and you know it's the end of the show. It's a perfect transition into another top five. I'm going to give you my top five foods here in order, starting with five, take it on down to one. I love these top five segments. Colin Cowherd does it all the time with favorite teams and stuff. I love it. So here we go. This is going to be the top five Big Bob's favorite food. Ready to rock and roll. 
five, four, three, two, one, one being the best, number five in the five hole, we're going hamburger. Very versatile food. You can get it for $1 at McDonald's. You can get it for $30 at your local steakhouse. Really like the hamburger. Tip Every single hamburger should be made with a brioche bun. Everybody does it different. Everybody's got their own swing of how it's going to work. So be it. I got hamburger in the five hole, four hole. I'm going with sushi. I love a cuisine where you can order 10 different items and it be totally normal and accepted. We'll do this, 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 that, and then maybe should we go this? Yeah, we'll do that. That's okay in the sushi game, in sushi cuisine. It's nice to be able to just rattle off 20 different things on the menu. Folks, I've never felt more mature than I do with a pair of chopsticks in my hands. A pair of chopsticks really makes you feel like you got your shit together, whether you know how to use them or you don't. Sushi, big fan, number four. Number three, I'm going lobster. Have you ever had a bad piece of lobster? Six ounce, 12 ounce, don't matter. Have you ever had a bad piece of lobster? Let that sink in for a little bit. Have you ever sent your lobster back to the kitchen? Wasn't cooked enough, too cooked. No, it's lobster. It's great. It's always great. You could add it in your mac and cheese. You could also have it as a full meal. Do you want it as the surf and turf? We could do that for you too. It's like candy. Nobody dislikes lobster unless you're allergic to it. If you're not allergic to it, you like it. End of story. No further discussion. Number two. This is going to surprise some people because I think everybody thought that I was going to put it one. I'm not. Number two, I'm going with Caesar salad. Another versatile food. You can have it for lunch. You can have it as a side. You can have it as a starter. You can have it as an entree. It's like LeBron James in basketball. Everybody praises LeBron James because he could guard off everybody on the floor. He could also play all positions on the floor. You could put him as your center, power forward, shooting forward, shooting guard, point guard. You could have him defend your point guard, shooting guard, shooting forward, power forward, center. He does it all. Caesar salads do it all. Have it any time of the day. Every epic night I've had in Los Angeles, California has started with a Caesar salad. I got Caesar salad at two. For one, Grace Ibrahim, if we could do another drum roll because I'm fired up here for this number one slot. Not getting the credit it deserves whatsoever, and I'm about to put it on the map. Not as three, not as four, not as five. No, one. Number one bagel with cream cheese. End of story. Nothing for me screams the weekend, screams a Saturday morning than walking up to the local bagel shop like I own it and going, hey, how are you today? Good to see you again, Gloria. Let's do three poppy. Let's do three everything. Let's do three sesame and then let's do three plain. You got pumpernickel today, actually? Fuck it. Let's do two plain, one pumpernickel. That is what a weekend's all about. The cream cheese bagel screams weekend, especially in the Jewish community. If you're not in the Jewish community, I, I challenge you to venture out a little bit. We come into you. We do the Italians. We do Chinese. We're exploring out. Why don't you come into our world for a little bit? Come see how we're getting down at bagel shops Saturday morning in the Jewish community out here. 
Let's throw some love for the Jews out there. How about it? You know, another beautiful thing about the cream cheese bagel, you know, a lot of times with pizza, they, they make fun of you they, if you put pineapple on it. Cream cheese bagel, nobody's going to bat an eye. If you want a cucumber on your ba cream cheese bagel, by all means, put a cucumber on your cream cheese bagel. You want some locks on there? By all means, that's okay too. Onions? Sure. Why not? Capers? Want to get a little frisky for your Saturday morning? By all means, put some capers on there. The cream cheese bagel deserves and demands more respect than it's been given. And I'm here to give that here on the Burnley Dumb Show, episode 69. How about it, folks? That was a thrill ride of a podcast for me, and I hope it was for you. Folks, we keep this train moving right along come Friday. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. I'm Big Game Bob here on your local airwaves, however you're listening, why ever you're listening. We're just happy you are listening. Folks, we'll see you Friday. Take care. Stay safe. Stay open-minded. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second?